So many people think that if you're writing fantasy, it means you can just make everything up as you go. Want to add a dragon? Add a dragon. Want some magic? Throw it in. But the thing is, regardless of whether you're dealing with realism or fantasy, every world has rules. Make sure to establish a natural order. V.E. Schwab. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hull. And I'm Lee Essence. When I first started out this month, as far as putting notes together, I came across a very interesting concept that is understood that I feel like we as authors tend to try to ignore as much as possible. And that is if something isn't explicitly explained in your story, we assume it works kind of like it does here on Earth. We assume gravity works pretty much the same. We assume time is treated in the same way until we're told otherwise. And that's really part of the making it realistic process is that explanation, that reason why it is the way that it is, the reason why it differs from how things work on this world. But while you need to have that, that doesn't mean you need to info dump all of that information. One of the things that I like to do is to play this game of trying to understand what the reader thinks is happening if I don't explain it. What happens if I take this whole bit of information out? How are they going to think about it? What are their misconceptions going to be? And then I correct those. So understanding which parts of your world align with reality and which parts separate from reality are key in making sure your world feels real. And those differences, those key fantastical things that are different make the world what it is. But really, it's almost better if there are fewer differences. While we want to see interesting, new, fantastical worlds, understand you don't need everything to be different in order for it to be interesting. It's almost better if you have only one or two key different things, because then those will stand out. They will feel more interesting and more fantastic in the contrast, because they will not be what our world is. And honestly, it makes it a lot easier to explain, because you don't have to spend paragraphs on paragraphs explaining the various differences in your world. Yeah, some of those issues that arise when trying to make the world too different can be things like, it's just a lot to remember, especially if you're info dumping and it starts to feel like homework and you don't have that emotional context we were talking about a couple episodes ago. Some of the other issues would include having a lot of things to explain in the middle of your story. The more you can have that's similar to your reader's experience outside, And that might include other stories of this is what swords and sorcery looks like. Magic exists. Okay, we get that. I recently saw John Wick in theaters. The suits in that particular world are bulletproof. The cars work exactly like cars. So the suits get a whole scene explaining how the technology works and this and that in the series, whereas cars are just cars. We don't need a scene to explain how that works. You get too many of those kinds of scenes, and we feel like the plot's not moving fast enough. And really, if you do want to have a world that is very different than ours, go back to our last two episodes. That's how you do it. You make it personal, you make it small. 
because I look at things from a different lens than Lee does. Lee looks at things from writing realistic worlds. I look at things writing like Brandon Sanderson-esque worlds that are very different. Both can exist. Both can work. But it's all in making sure that the differences that you have actually matter. And then in how you represent it. And a huge part of that is the words you choose to communicate to your audience. If you're trying to make it feel different and interesting and you just make up a word that has an exact one-to-one translation in English, it can feel like you're making things cool and interesting when really you're just making it harder for your audience to read. We've talked about the XKCD comic in the past where it is this absurd use of fake words for things like children and swords and whatever. We don't need that. We have a word for it. Just use it. Now, if you have something that is totally unique, totally made up, doesn't exist in our world, sure, use that word and give us the best approximation as a this is kind of what it is or what it does. But don't overuse that. It has to be very rare in its use. Otherwise, people are going to start reading your book like, and then move along. And the same thing goes for names. Yes, names can be unique. Proper nouns are unique. But they should be following a specific pattern in order to be understandable and readable. So your readers aren't just going, walked down the street. I recently read a book where it was a version of the multiverse all collapsed and all the overlapping parts all sort of mesh into one plane of existence, which is now. And in one of the cultures that the main character clashed with, all of the gender stereotypes, as far as names are concerned, are opposite. So all of the females are named things like Alan, and all of the males are named things like Susan. It's very confusing. So I would say if you are trying to world build and do something interesting and have different names of things, make sure that there aren't preconceived notions about these particular groups of sounds as it is. And the same goes for any items, any other names for things or whatever. If it is common in our world to your readers, don't use it in a way that it totally throws them for a loop. I recently read a book where all of the vehicles were called ducks and they were auto ducks and I'm going to take the duck to the place and I am picturing these massive rubber ducks (laughs) with wheels on them and I could not understand it and it was never explained. It took me 75% of the way through this book to look at it and go, oh, he's driving on a waterway. All of these cars are amphibious. That's why they're called ducks, because you can go in our world and take a ducky ride that drives on land and in the water. Okay. So be careful with stuff like that. If you want to make it real, don't confuse it with actual real things. The biggest way to make a world feel real is the one impossible thing rule. I've seen people challenge this and go, you need to have at least one impossible thing. In my experience, the fewer impossible things, so long as it's greater than zero, the better. But but there are like lots of different kinds of spells and magic and types of things in Harry Potter. That's what makes the world interesting. Yes, but there is one impossible thing, and that is magic in modern day planet Earth. 
And that's really what it comes down to is every impossible thing in your story, because you are going to have multiple things that are technically impossible. They all need to connect with one central idea, and that is your one impossible thing. Magic exists is a very common one, or aliens exists is another very common one. And how would that one impossible thing impact everything else? Is magic a part of the normal everyday world and it's just how we live? You get something like the not-so-great movie Bright. If it's a hidden society, you're going to get something a lot more like Harry Potter. So I encourage you to think of this in your world building as your one impossible thing and then the fallout. Figure out which is which and that will help you make the world feel real and keep everything connected. Is this part of the fallout or is this the one impossible thing itself? So for example, the Greek gods are real. That is your one impossible thing. The fallout is that your main character discovers he's the son of Poseidon and that there's a whole camp for half-bloods. In John Wick, I feel they have a great example of non-fantasy world building, so I keep returning to it. But the one impossible thing is this entire underground of criminal murderous type characters that are very professional in their jobs. That's your one impossible thing. Therefore, the fallout is there's a high table, a bunch of people who are in charge of everybody, and they set the rules that everyone has to follow. There's suits that are bulletproof, there's safe ground, this, that. All of this fallout comes from the one impossible thing, and that one impossible thing is what makes your story interesting. Do not shy away from your one impossible thing, but instead view it as an impossible thing with fallout, and that fallout makes it realistic. There are a lot of different ways that you can do this in your story, a lot of different impossible things that you can incorporate, and that's what makes it interesting. So if you must have two impossible things, write two books, honestly. One impossible thing per novel and its fallout. Give yourself the opportunity to really explore what that means and how you can make that one impossible thing as realistic as possible. And I'm not saying realistic as in like our world, but enough development and story and intricate detail to make it feel like it could be a real thing. This might just be my non-fantasy mind, but I think this impossible thing fallout formula is really what makes creating the world a lot of fun. I talk about how my world building starts with a what if question. What if there's a whole subculture of people in modern day worlds that can transfer their consciousness into somebody else and body snatch someone temporarily? What if, therefore, all of this fallout, my world building is spawned from that story? That's the recipe that works for me. I encourage you to find a recipe that works for you. But when you do write and explore your world, make it realistic by making it in the fallout category and connecting those pieces. And as always, write selfishly. If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing. <laughs>